When your child comes out as LGBTQ, you need a place to find the right tools to help you and your child thrive. This is the podcast you need. Hi, my name is Jenny Hunter, and I am an advanced certified faith-based family coach. And I have coached over 10,000 hours helping families with LGBTQ children become healthy, thriving families. I'm so thrilled to be back with you today. Oh, and I just want to thank all the people who have reached out to me about the podcast and how um, the kind words and just everything you have told me and they reached out and it means so much to me. And thank you for writing the reviews or sending me emails. I just, the reason I do this is to really help families thrive. And when I hear that your family is thriving from a little thing that I teach, it just makes my day. So thank you for being so generous with your words. I'm so thankful. And I hope you're doing well. It is beautiful here in Florida. We are actually about to receive another hurricane. And the funny thing is, um, I was down in Fort Myers this weekend and I was attending church where a lot of the families had their homes wrecked and, um, they were telling us stories in our church meeting about how they've lost everything, but it was just interesting. The theme was not lost. The theme was gratitude. And it makes me think about what I'm talking to you today about abundance. And, you know, you hear abundance a lot, a lot in life, like how to have an abundant life, how to feel abundant, And so everybody gets it intellectually and gets like the meaning of why abundance is important. But I think it helps to really understand the opposite to understand if you're feeling it or not. And the opposite of abundance is, of course, scarcity. And I bring this up today because I know when my son came out, um, I became very scarcity in my thinking about his future, his path in our religion, his relationship with God, it really went to fear and worry and scarcity of all the things that I did thought dreamt for him and wanted for him. And I really felt more of like, these things are not going to happen now. And I know I felt it. And I know most of my clients go through this when their child comes out. So I think, you know, my question for you today is, are you thinking abundantly about your LGBTQ child and their life and their future? And I'm going to help you um, examine where you're at and where your scarcity thinking is coming because, and what scarcity gives you. Like, I think it's some great understanding that scarcity, um, what it, the result for you and what it gives you in your life. And, you know, when you talk to, they did a poll of Americans and they asked them, you know, what is abundance? And 78% of them said it was about money. And abundance is not about money, even though we, you know, really use that terminology a lot with money. It's really um, a mindset. And it's important to understand how our mindsets impact us. Because as humans, we are creatures of habit. And the neural pathways in our brain essentially become programmed with patterns of activation based on our most frequent thoughts and behaviors. Um, just like my phone, like, you know, I scroll over to pull up apps. I just scroll over and search. And I've noticed that my phone, like depending on the time of the day, the apps that I usually use that time of day, they pop up. And that is the same way how our brains work. We're pre-programmed. We're wash and repeat. It likes to be really efficient. And so eventually our brain becomes like addicted to whatever the way we're thinking or feeling or acting. 
in similar ways day after day, and it just becomes a habit. And this creates a really complex pattern of repetitive thoughts, emotions, and behaviors that ultimately create our unique individual life experience. And how this impacts us is ultimately like our way of thinking and feeling becomes our default way of being. Um, how we experience life, how we're experiencing this human experience, how we experience other people. And our way of being influences the way we see ourselves, how we see others, how we perceive the world, everything around us. And what happens is problems arise when our way of being holds us back from showing up our best in our life. And this is what happened to me where, um, you know, I was in scarcity mindset about my son and, and being LGBTQ and what that meant for his life. And so really what is scarcity mindset? It is this feeling of not enough. And it really orientates our mind towards unfulfilled needs. And it makes us focus on what we lack or what they lack rather than what we have or could have. And, you know, what happens is scarcity creates scarcity. Um, If you keep thinking it won't be enough, they're not enough, it's not enough then you keep creating that feeling of lack and scarcity. That's how our brains go on autopilot. And scarcity mentality isn't something you just do on purpose. Nobody wants to create scarcity. It's just the background noise your your brain makes when you can't get what you want or you think things won't be as good as they're supposed to, you know, when you're afraid. Scarcity comes from fear. And we live in a culture where um, we... Scarcity is constantly created in the marketing, how we are thinking, how we survive. Like one of our most well-known scarcity studies was conducted by Stephen Warshell in 1975. And he and his colleagues offered like subjects, cookies in a jar. And one jar had 10 cookies and the other jar had two. And subjects preferred the cookies with just two cookies in it, even though the cookies in both jars were identical, right? And think about like when you're at... um, Costco, like if it says limited availability, or if there's a star on the price tag, you know, they're gone and they're not coming back. That will prompt you to buy things. So our brains work to survive and they come in automatically go to scarcity. In fact, our brains are wired to avoid the threat, threat of something hundred times versus the actual threat. So the reason a scarcity mindset is so pervasive is that it taps into like our real evolutionary roots of fear. Um, Because back in the caveman days, Fear had to be our number one way focus to survive. Like the people who felt scarce and it drove them, those are the people that survived and have survived through generations. So it's part of our programming. And fear is what activated our fight or flight response. And the people who responded the best to fear were the ones to make it. So because of like that evolutional wiring throughout the ages for the survival of the species, it's natural for the scarcity mindset to prevail. Okay. So that is just kind of how your brain works. It's how you're programmed. And it is really deaf, but it creates this feeling of lack constantly, even when you have abundance. And I love this quote from Joanne Gaines, where she said, I think our culture has made it natural to perceive our identity from a place of lack instead of a place of abundance. It's not uncommon for us to evaluate who we are based on all that we're not or not yet, but it's actually through the lens of abundance that I think we can glean the clarity necessary to see ourselves as all that we already are. And I know for me, when um, my child came out as LGBTQ, I started 
perceiving his future as a place of lack, right? Of what he won't have, of the things that won't be available to him. And that caused me to feel a lot of emotions um, that was not helpful for me as a mom. It did not make me um, be the best mom he needed to be. Like it came from, you know, when you're taking actions from fear and worry, that is not going to be your highest self. So you know you're in scarcity when a big clue is when things, because when things go right, it's really easy to feel abundant. But when things go wrong, how do you react? And that is a signal to you of like, oh, I am feeling scarcity here. I am creating scarcity. So when things go wrong, I want you to take a moment to notice like which of these two mindsets appears to describe you most accurately. Like keep in mind, we all tend to have a default mindset, but this can shift sometimes depending on our mood, stress level and situation we're in. And we're talking about this because all mindsets can be changed, but you have to start like, where are you right now? So if you're feeling scarcity or fear mindset, these are kind of what emotions you feel. You feel like there will never be enough. You hoard things. You're suspicious. You're not trusting. You fear change and you're very risk adverse. If you're in that abundant gratitude mindset, um, you have a thought of there will always be enough. You're generous with others. You're trusting. You embrace change and you take risk. And signs that you're in scarcity, a couple more signs are you neglect good things in your life. Like you can't see the goodness because you're so focused on what you don't have. You make poor decisions. Um, your brain doesn't work at its full capacity. You feel worse about yourself or other people. Your tolerance and patience decreases. And your brain really it just, just is like the IQ actually goes down when you're a scarcity mindset. So the problem when you have scarcity, it creates a scarcity mindset. And then it leads you to take certain behaviors, which in the short term help you manage that scarcity mindset, but in the long term only makes matters worse. Okay. And so you try to get out of it by taking actions from scarcity. And like I tell a funny story of like when um, you know, Russia invaded Ukraine, I kept reading articles about how Ukraine, like were the grains, you know, like Ukraine's like the bread bowl of Europe and now flour is going to go crazy up. Right. And so he went to Costco and bought five 20 pound bags of flour. And then I'm like, okay, if I keep this out, it will go bad. So I'll put it in the freezer. So to this day, I have five 20 bags of flour in my freezer, which like mitigated the loss right now, but there's still plenty of flour on the shelf. And now I have no freezer space for like, actually when meat goes on sale or other things because of my scarcity mindset. Do you see how like I, I handled it in the short term, but in the long term, I actually have made matters worse for our food budget. Okay. And then this is what scarcity gives you. So below are some, like some questions to ask yourself if like scarcity frames your mind, like this helps you just another touch points of like, this is what scarcity gives you. Like, do I feel bad for making, for asking more in my life? Like, am I feeling bad for asking more in my career, my relationships, my money? Do I feel bad about my current situation or circumstances? Like, do you feel like it's unfair what you're going through? Um, are you getting anxious, depressed, or insecure when you see other people's lives on social media? Are you complaining a lot? Um, and if you are, what are you complaining about most in your life? That's a signal that you have scarcity in that area of your life. Do you use a lot of like never, always, or should in your conversations about others or yourself? And are you overindulging in aspects of your life? And 
remember, like I just shared me the flower story, like indulgence is associated with short-term gratification, but they only reveal the scarcity mindset in those areas. So scarcity gives you what we call tunnel vision, and it's focusing on something you don't have, and that can take a toll on your mental health. And you get this tunnel vision when all you think about is that unmet need. And I know for you, like for me, when I came, when my son came out, that's all I could think about, like it was tunnel vision on his sexuality. And I was kind of missing out on all the good stuff he was doing. And scarcity mindset also has other impacts on your brain and can even cause it to work differently. Like they've been proven like your IQ, when you're a scarcity mind mentality, your IQ can lower as much as 14 points. And I know 14 points does not sound like a lot, but the average between average and um, like um, outstanding for IQ is 13 or 14 points. So you could see how much those points can make a difference. And so what happens is you're in scarcity, your IQ, you make poor decisions and it limits your brain function and it affects your ability to solve problems, hold information, reason logically, and it really affects your decision-making process. And hence 10, 20 pounds of bags of flour in my freezer, right? And it makes impulse control harder. Like the decision-making part of your brain also controls impulses. And so when tunnel vision reduces your brain function, you're more likely to get into the impulses you usually wouldn't. And that is, goes along with um, parenting your LGBTQ child, right? Where like the scarcity mindset is you feel like a victim. Your point of view is like a victim, bully, or just simply checked out. But abundance is like, things are going to be fine. You're in the driver's seat. You feel in control. Your physical energy around scarcity is like your body is tense, your shoulders, your clenched jar, your short of breath. But then the physical energy, you know, you're in abundance when you're relaxed, alert, expansive, you're rooted, you're balanced, you're present, you're breathing normally. Um, your emotional energy around scarcity is very draining, draining with interactions. You avoid people, you're frustrated, you're anxious, you're impatient, you're afraid, you're overwhelmed, you feel powerless. Um, abundance is like you're empowered, you are engaged, um, you're energized, you're excited about challenges and growth, you're not afraid of the future. And the mental energy with scarcity is disorganized, confused, narrowing your thinking, only focusing on what's not working. Um, typical thought patterns is like, I have no choice or I see no options. And the abundance mental energy is clarity, the ability to like, look at the problem from multiple angles. You listen actively, you notice what others are not seeing. You're flexible, adaptable. And typical thought is like, there's always a choice. There's always option. Um, if I was to notice something new, what would it be? You just have a lot more creativity and non-judgmental, very beginner's mind. Like I could be wrong about this and that's okay because you feel like um, it can expand, like there's just possibilities you're not seeing. So to get the abundant mindset, you really get to see things clearly. Like I really call abundant mindset. It's like you're seeing your life as it really is. And you have more cognitive ability, right? Your IQ goes up and you see possibilities and you create new possibilities in your mind and in your life. So abundance mindset won't solve all your problems, but what it does, it makes those problems feel much more approachable or manageable. Like when I shift to abundance about um, my son being LGBTQ, I like that it really, I saw unlimited opportunities and possibilities in his life. And a situation where the scarcity mindset like failed me and like was keeping me in fear. Then I was like, it kind of became fun of like, what, how could I be wrong with us? Like, how is this going? 
how him being LGBTQ is going to be amazing about him. And then I started seeing evidence for it. So I'm sure at this point I've convinced you, yes, all in abundance. You want the abundance mindset and it's, you understand it intellectually, but I just want you to focus on five things. Okay. And to cultivate that abundant mindset, you need to identify the dominant mindset in your life. Like where is scarcity coming up? Um, number two is you see possibilities, not limits. Number three, watch your words. Four, act abundantly. And five, gratitude and worthiness. So I'm going to break those down a little bit for you. So the first step to identify your dominant mindset is to what is your default mode of thinking that you currently utilize in your approach to relationships, like your work and daily life? Are your thoughts typically based in fear? Do you constantly worry about not having enough or that resources are limited? Do you find yourself like keeping score of other people's successes weighed against and you weigh it against your own? If this sounds familiar, then you're having some scarcity in parts of your um, life and you're creating it. Remember the situation, the circumstance is not creating it. It is your mindset around it of what story you're telling. And so I want you to take some time of just when you feel that fear come up to examine it, ask the question, see how you're limiting your thinking. I just want you to become a better observer of your thinking. And like the energy I talked about before, that's another sign of you're in scarcity where you're tense, you're fearful, you're overwhelmed. That is scarcity mindset. And so that is where we need to work. The second way to get out of scarcity mindset is to recognize possibilities, not limits. Many times we have a tendency to focus on things we don't like or things that are going wrong versus that things are going right. Okay. So we have to really become intentional on what we're focusing on what is right versus wrong. Like I told you, like when my son came out, I was focusing on that so much that I was missing all the right. So according to research, our brains are actually hardwired to react this way as part of the fight or flight response. But however, just because we're wired doesn't mean that we don't have the ability to recognize the bad doesn't mean we can't and shouldn't strive to rewire that good and be more optimistic. And so you just have to become very intentional on seeing a situation and zooming out a little bit. And what I like to do when I'm just focusing on the wrong, I like to call zoom out where I'm like, what is, cause my brain's creating this worst case scenario. Okay. And then I create the best case scenario and I create the happy ending. And even like as scary as like death is of a loved one, I always should be like, but it's, will still be okay. So I just keep taking steps back until I could see how this isn't as dire as I'm thinking, um, you know, I, I increase the tunnel, right? So instead of feeling like stuck, I start to see possibilities and ideas of like, oh, like how to improve the situation, how to show up differently and how not to feel so dire about it. Okay. So focusing on the right, what's going right will help you um, kind of have that beginner's mind and see new possibilities that you're not seeing. And I love what the apostle Paul wrote, where he said, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man, the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. And I've shared with you before, but my favorite quote thought is God is five steps ahead of me. Like God is right now putting people in my life and situations, creating circumstances for me that I don't even know about. And so when things go, don't go, don't go as planned. Like when I feel like, oh, fear about things. And I try to go to scarcity of like something's gone wrong. I just try to keep reminding myself of like, no, this is the plan. I just didn't know it. And God is in this and he's five steps ahead of me. And this, in the end, it's going to work perfectly for me. 
And really the size of your success is determined by the size of your belief. And if you believe that things will, like the universe is working in your favor, that is what you create. The next one, the third one is watch your words. You, the language you use, as well as what you tell yourself and others, the stories we keep telling ourselves shapes our reality. So are you telling stories of scarcity or stories of abundance? And, you know, I was with a girlfriend the other day and um, I was telling her about a friendship I had and like the friendship is in a beautiful place right now, but I was retelling the story of when it wasn't and how things had gone wrong. And I realized like in the middle of the conversation of like, I'm creating scarcity in this friendship where I feel abundance. And, you know, I really actually stopped. I said, okay, I really appreciate listening for me, but I actually want to like re take the statement back because I am creating a mentality of scarcity and I have to be very careful of my words because that creates my reality and my experience of this person. And I want to tell you why I love this person. And so I just want you to like, kind of be observant of how you're talking about people and your life and things and be a little more observant of the words you are using. The fourth one is to actually act abundant. You know, to act abundant, you don't have to feel abundant. And this is actually probably one of the most important things that you could do to create abundance. Because intellectually, I know you get this, but sometimes it's hard to create abundance. And so those with abundant mindset are free to like experience the joy of sharing and giving to others. And it's proven over and over again that more generous people are more successful and happier in life. And they give away their time, money, expertise, et cetera. And because they don't know, they are not going to lose anything. Like they can't give things away fast enough. In fact, they know it improves their life. So those with a scarcity mindset are always focused on like the lack, the competition. But if you make a practice of giving freely, freely, you start creating an abundant mindset. If you're a start, you first act abundant and then the mindset comes. And what you're doing is you're creating evidence for your brain and attention for your brain that more is available and resources are abundant and there's more to come. So I challenge you every day to give something away freely without any expectation. And I'm not talking about giving away money every day, even though money is always nice. I'm talking about maybe a thought about somebody who you haven't thought kindly of, a text, um, pushing the elevator button, um, holding the door open, um, calling somebody, um, praying for somebody, little things to give freely and be intentional about it. And I want you to pay attention to how you feel after. Like, was it hard? Did you feel resistant to it at all? How did you feel after? Did you feel more love for yourself and for the other person? Did it make you want to be more generous or less generous? And what is changing for you is as you're focusing on ways to give, you are creating abundance before you even have the mindset. So kind of faking it to your make it really works with abundant mindset. So for my LGBTQ child, like I really started creating this um, mindset of like, how can I be more generous with him in where he's at? Um, how, and I keep thinking that is the thought I think with all my children, like what is the most generous thing I could do in this situation? And what it's done is, is create this abundant mindset of like, I've, I parent from a place of where like, where this uh, beautiful relationship of we have, even though it's not always that case every day, but that's how I, I act from that, not from a place of fear or worry. And in the Doctrine and Covenants 70, 13, it says, yea, even more abundantly, which abundance is multiplied unto them through the manifestation of the spirit. 
And this scripture tells us that the Lord actually wants us to feel abundant. And he says that when we feel abundant and act from abundance, our abundance is multiplied unto us and we will continue to receive abundance. Um, I've practiced this in my life and I testify to you that when I am generous and acting abundance, I can't give it away fast enough. Like I remember Glenn Beck saying this one day, he's like, I have learned like the more I give, the more I receive. And I really feel that's how the Lord works. So practice just the small things and see how you could create it. Okay. And the last one is gratitude and worthiness. So when you focus on the things you're grateful for, you're naturally pull yourself out of the fear of lack. Like they've proven that when you're feeling grateful, you can't feel stress. You can't feel those two emotions together. So gratitude is all about, about having appreciation for the good things in your life or the lessons you learned along the way. And the word appreciation actually means to increase in value. So abundance, overflow, abundance means overflow. So when you concentrate on the good feelings you get from practicing gratitude, these positive feelings will continue to increase. And so will the good things in your life, because you start to notice them more often and your brain will start registering them. You also have to believe that you deserve the good things in your life. So you have to believe that you are worthy of the good things. So if you don't believe you're worthy of having blessings, gifts, abundance of positivity in your life, no amount of gratitude practice will help you cultivate abundance mindset. So you're continue to believe that you're not enough and reinforcing that scarcity mindset. And so what I have you do is like focus on things in your life that you already have, that you re-choose, that you already like worthy of having, and you create that worthiness. And some people have a worthiness ceiling where they're like, I, you know, I was just talking to one of my daughters, um, last night where she had a breakdown kind of at college. And she's like, I just, I'm so worried that I won't be able to do my classes next semester. And she's taking, and it's next semester, right? And she has straight A's in this, these classes. And she's just so worried that she's worthy of the A that she like imposter syndrome. And I, that is where scarcity like sneaks into our life, where we really like limit ourselves on the goodness that the world or the Lord has in store for us. And I just, just notice where that's showing up for you. You know, I love where Matthew 13, 12, he says, for whosoever hath to him shall be given and he shall have more abundance, but whosoever hath not from him shall be taken away even that he hath. And so the Lord wants you to feel worthy. He sees you as worthy of abundance, but you need to work on that relationship with yourself, that you're worthy of all good things in life. That, like I said, the universe is working in your favor, that the Lord is five steps ahead of you. And that for your child, your LGBTQ child, just kind of notice where you're feeling lack. And that is where we want to work on it. So to, to cap, recap, it's the five things. Identify where your dominant mindset is, like where you are, scarcity or abundance. See possibilities, not limits. See where how you're seeing um believing for sure and how you could be wrong. Three, watch your words, really pay attention to how you talk about things. Four, act from abundant, even if you're not feeling abundant. And five, uh, do you feel worthy? Are you feeling gratitude for what you have? And do you feel worthy of thing, more things coming? So there's two types of people in the world, people who want a bigger piece of the pie and people who want a bigger pie, who want to build a bigger pie. And I know in the gospel of Jesus Christ, we want to build a bigger pie People who, parents who have LGBTQ child, we are all about creating a culture where our LGBTQ child feels worthy and abundant of God's love. And that is why I want you to focus on creating abundance. Because when you create abundance, that helps um, your child to feel abundant. 
So a consistent approach is to this is really part of, of long-term strategy. So as you move ahead towards like this goal of creating abundant mindset, I want you to know these small yet significant changes in your behavior, these five things of your feelings and interactions, they will provide you the confidence and have you fall in love with your life again and with your LGBTQ child and all his future or her future. So what we see in the world is a reflection of what is unseen in ourselves. So if you're feeling scarcity towards your LGBTQ child, it is really a reflection of your mindset and your mindset determines the quality of your life and your relationship, but the choice is yours. And so if you um, have any questions about this, get on a call with me. Um, Just go to JennyHunter.com. It's J-E-N-I-E Hunter.com. And, oh, sorry, it's JennyHunterCoaching.com, add coaching in there. And let's talk about this and let's break in. Um, I'd love for you to join me and lift it together. That's our community where you get to coach with me twice a month, part of your membership. And I teach, this is what we've been working on in the month of November. And it's been so fun to see um, people discover, like they were, didn't even realize they were in scarcity and the beauty it's brought into their lives of, um, creating the abundant mindset of like how much more they can enjoy just little parts of their life. You know, I've worked on um, relationships, the marriage relationships, even like their appreciation for their home or their appreciation for their relationship for the, with God, like all things. Abundance really affects all of your mindset and your quality of your life. And so it takes sometimes a coach to kind of go to those unconscious beliefs because sometimes we carry the scarcity mindset from our parents and this hand it down to us and breaking it down. I know for me, my coach had to really go in deep to really see where my belief system was bumping up to it, limiting my ability to feel abundant. So I'd love to help you with that or find other or try these five things. And if you have any questions, reach out to me on Instagram, Jenny Hunter Coaching um, or JennyHunterCoaching.com and have a great day. Where have you found the support that your family needs? I would be honored to be that support. I have created a virtual coaching program specifically for Christian LGBTQ families. Come check out the coaching community, Lift It Together with Jenny Hunter. In our community, you will find a safe space to process all the emotions and all the things that you need to find the support that you will need to help your child thrive. You will find it in private coaching, group coaching, and I have created hours of content just for you. When you are ready to thrive as a family, please come check out liftedtogether.com slash membership.